Hello everyone, welcome back to Fight League Atlantic Exposure. Sorry for yelling, I'm excited. It's episode 146, sponsored by our good friends in Prince Edward Island, MaritimeMadness.com. 30 different flavors of hot sauces, rubs, challenges, you name it, they have it, and it's uh, delicious, made locally in Prince Edward Island. Check it out. Uh, we got a fantastic episode here today, really looking forward to it. Uh, these are two athletes who uh, I've known and worked with before, and seeing them progress, progress, progress uh, in the last number of years, these two have really taken over. Uh, they're based out of Winnipeg. They train down in San Diego as well. Um, Claire and Max, these they've came out here to the East Coast. They've competed on uh, chokes by the ocean. They competed on West Coast chokes. They've competed and won multiple NAGA titles. Um, also wrestling champs, um, Western Canada Games champs. The list goes on and on here. And uh, just wonderful kids who really have a bright future in whatever kind of things that they choose. But when it comes to sports and skills and, and mindset, um, it's it's super impressive to watch these two kind of do what they do. And they have a wonderful uh, set of parents who kind of support them and ha have really kind of, you know, to me, that's the biggest thing. When you see people support and uh, give them a, a kind of a platform and support what somebody loves, the sky's really the limit, and uh, it's cool to see. So let's bring them on. Uh, let's chat with them, and uh, let's see how they've been doing. So welcome to the show, Claire and Max. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Great, great. Obviously, uh, welcome back. It's been a while since we've uh, caught up. Uh, Claire and Max, how are you guys doing out in uh, Winnipeg? Uh, you know, it's been pretty good. We've still been finding ways to train, which is, you know, really important for us. And recently the weather's been nice, so we've been able to go outside uh, a lot more. So, you know, it's, we've been doing the best we can. Nice. You've been, uh, obviously, you're rocking that Riverside. I think it's Riverside, right? River, River City Wrestling. River, yeah. uh, the River City Wrestling shirt there. Do you do, you do uh, any outside workouts? Uh, we do, like, strength training, you know lifting weights, yeah. running, that kind of stuff. The good weather, it's obviously going to be a big help. So being in Winnipeg, we just spoke about this off the air a little bit about the restrictions are slowly kind of opening up, which is great. Uh, have you guys been able to train at all out there? So our jujitsu club has been putting on Zoom classes for the past couple months, and it's been really great because now that Max is getting older and he's closer to my size, you know, we can be partners for each other. Awesome. And uh, utilize that opportunity. It's huge. Well, let's uh, let's kind of get into it right from the beginning. Obviously, I spoke about your parents uh, there a little bit. Wonderful people who are, who uh, I had the pleasure of meeting. For you guys, how did you get into combat sports and, and into how did you find this? You know, obviously the route for a lot of people is traditionally hockey in, in Canada. Why did you choose this route? Uh, Max actually did play hockey for a little bit <laughs> at one point. Uh, but then jujitsu and wrestling kind of happened. And it's like, yeah, I don't know about that anymore. <laughs> but, uh, so when I was seven, Max was four, uh, we... I decided that I wanted to start with Taekwondo, you know, learn some of the striking and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I hadn't been doing Taekwondo for about that long until uh, my dad, who's here with us, um, had a friend who he found out he was starting a kids jiu-jitsu program at Titans MMA in Halifax. Mm -hmm. And it was exciting. I was a little unsure about it because I was already doing one martial arts. So, uh, 
<laughs> Picking so, up another one, yeah. Tears happened at the beginning of every class. Max was super into it right away. You know, he's four years old, full of energy. It's like, <laughs> let me take people down. Um, and so then, you know, that progressed on from there. We started doing wrestling in order to help with the, the stand-up aspect of it and the takedowns. And then eventually when we moved to Winnipeg, we got into the more competitive side of it and mm -hmm. went all over, uh, like you said, thanks to my lovely parents. Interesting. Interesting. So you guys, how old are you, if you don't mind me asking? I can't remember. I'm 17. Um, and I'm about to be 14 in April. Like, so that's what I mean. Like, these are skills and memories that you're never going to lose. You know, like having combat sports background, do you think, like, what are your goals? So upcoming in the future for me, uh, you know, this is grade 12. So after that comes university. And I've been applying to schools in Ontario. So the goal is to wrestle wherever I go, whether that be, you know, Wells, McMaster, uh, even Lakehead maybe in Thunder Bay. You know, the goal is just to to wrestle and you know just constantly get better and nice that, what about you max um, i don't know i want to coach someday and i, I just want to like improve the game and really like make make a difference nice very well said yeah it's it's that that's the thing like is but is someone listening there is is it on like is the someone watching the podcast in that room oh so we've got you uh pulled up on we have an apple tv so that uh that we can see like the pictures bigger and everything so if like a notification pops up or something and we also okay it's just with, uh, okay okay it. it's weird it's just echoing a little bit so i hope it's not bothering you on that end sorry um okay cool that no, no, it's good. Maybe turn it down just a little bit, but it's not bothering me. I just wanted to. Okay. Um, you're originally from the East Coast, if, am I correct? Yes, Nova Scotia. That's right. That's right. So when you guys came out, Tatamagush? No, Truro. Truro, Truro. Yeah. It's, uh, so a lot of people don't know this. When you guys competed for us, in chokes by the ocean you actually drove out here all the way <laughs> yes we did we've got a uh, a chrysler minivan that has seen seen lots of things you know we've had it for a while it's driven all over the place it's done the trip from ontario to nova scotia back to winnipeg it's driven all through the states oh yeah california vegas after western canada games we drove straight to straight Nova to Vegas. Scotia. Oh, geez. So, you know, been all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. I grew up, uh, again, I, I was quite similar to yourself, except I wasn't very skilled. Uh, so I didn't travel all over the place, but my parents had a, a, a Ford Aerostar. So they took us to all our hockey games and, and having a supportive, uh, supportive structure is a, Especially in right now in COVID, you're seeing a lot of it, and and uh, that's a, a fond memory I have of you guys and and other kids that you know competed for us a lot. There's so many great parents out there who are really supportive of this martial art, and uh, it's it's what's moving the sport truly. Yeah, 
Do you see that in your school? Do you see, do you see like, yeah? So my school uh, doesn't offer wrestling. There's some high schools in the city that do. Um, so then in those schools, you know, you kind of get that like more school community sense. My school doesn't offer that. My school is more of a performing arts high school, okay. which I do as well. Um, so in terms of schools, there's like, if you, for me and Max, if you want to wrestle, we wrestle outside of school. Um, but uh, like when we talk to other kids and athletes our age, like you said, it's a lot of hockey, a lot of, you know, I know I have a lot of friends who are football players too. So it makes us unique in the sense that those are our own experiences. But it also, I feel like, makes our community um, of the kids in the city that do this even tighter. I love that. I love that. I, I think it's it's so important, you know, being unique and having different interests is really what makes the world so special. And I think people more the more people who kind of embrace jujitsu and, and kind of are like, oh, okay, like this is a really great competitive sport that does a lot for people. Like being obviously, you know, you're 17 and you guys and 14 and you've come up kind of doing these sports. What advice would you have for other kids that kind of are maybe thinking about it or, you know, are just kind of starting off and would love to get to the level of you guys? I'd probably say, like, don't get down on yourself. There, there's just still so much in the world. That, and you're so young that you still have so much to offer. And even if one thing doesn't work out, there will always be another opportunity. Oh, yeah, 100%. And also just, like, embrace that some days are going to be a, a, some days are going to be hard. There, there's going to be a, maybe a bit of a learning curve if you're brand new but just make sure that you're surrounding yourself with the sport and you know learning all that you can picking up picking up anything and making sure you're paying attention to uh, to those details and just making sure you're wanting to get better yeah that's very like uh, that's what i love having like people like if you guys are like 14 and 17 and that advice is as good if not better than 90% of the people in this sport. Like it's, this is why I love interviewing people. And, and like, I, I'm a big, like, I'm 40 years old and I can learn from this interview. I can learn from anybody of any age. And I think that's such a beautiful thing. And your, your super wise uh, kids is very well said. Um, on the, on the flip side of that. We've had great role models. Let's go into that. Yeah. Like Such as? Leticia Hibeto, Rita Gribben, who really helped me when I first moved here. You know, she's from here, but now she trains in San Diego. And she's pretty close to my size. So she was really helpful um, in, like, kind of learning. You know, if you're small, but you're going, like, training with bigger training partners, um, you know, how to work through that. Um, she's also flexible, so she's taught me all kinds of stuff through that. Max has also lots of great kids to train with uh, down in San Diego, uh, some of your friends. Yeah. So, you know, the, it's been great to have, you know, role models, people that will help us learn and grow and take the time with us. And especially Leticia Hibero, she's, uh, you know, head instructor at Gracie South Bay and East Lake. Uh, she's always been so welcoming to us whenever we go, making sure that, you know, 
treated just like any of the other kids that train there. So it's just mm-hmm. always open to having us. That's and such a cool coach, opportunity. Balance Jiu-Jitsu. Nice. Matt McDonald, his wife Marcia, and then their son Logan, who's been a fantastic training partner for us too. Yeah, well said. Well, you know, surrounding yourself with those people, positive people, people who want to see you grow, people who want to see you succeed without bias, you know, like they they want to see you succeed without wanting anything in return. And those are the people you need to always surround yourself with and people with similar goals. And it's it's great. You guys are really going to be super successful in whatever it is you choose to do, whether it's jujitsu, coaching, being a scientist, going to the moon. I don't know. But uh, it's going to be it's going to be well, it's going to be fun to see. So, what about uh, you know? Let's talk about going down to San Diego. I, I struggle still myself going into clubs as a black belt. Sometimes I get anxiety. Do you guys get anxiety, or as kids, are you like, ah, I love this? First time I went to San Diego, it was kind of shocking because, <laughs> like, they were all so welcoming, but it's like this level of intensity that I just wasn't used to. It was like, whoa, this is this is the real deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then as I progressively got to know them and, and train with them more, it just got, I don't know, it just took my game to another level. Definitely. And then with me, of, of course, you know, you're, you're putting yourself into a new situation with new surroundings. Thankfully, we've been able to go more, so it's not as new every time. Um, but in terms of, like, anxieties about that kind of thing, um, I've struggled in the past with, uh, like, pre-fight anxiety, especially mm-hmm. before... Uh, tournaments especially if my bracket is really large um that can be quite stressful for me and so it's been interesting with covid now that we've had a a bit of a break from tournaments to be able to look back and and reflect and think okay so now what are now that i've had this break to look what are some strategies that i think that i could implement to help with the, the nervousness because yeah. you know it can be a good nervousness right totally. you can be excited and, and motivated so it's just been you know a lot of learning uh, we've, as we've gotten more involved in the competition scene you know it, it comes in ups and downs but in terms of training in San Diego they're they're so great to us yeah nice again very well said um exposing yourself to those environments is so important though and you know again doing that at such a young age putting yourself down there in san diego and learning the whole thing of okay i need to get better and now this is the real deal when you went and you compete at like a an ibjjf do you notice any big differences like obviously there's a few differences but compared to like a local tournament like the manitoba open or something like that what are the big differences for you guys well, now that me and Max are in two kind of age groups, there's different. There's some differences. So, Max, what would you say the differences are with your kids? Well, it was really easy to sort of tell. Like when when I first started going to pads, I was 
like younger, I was like 10 years old, and it was like, oh, I can kind of hold my own here. And it's like, there's just more you have to do as these kids get stronger and bigger Mm -hmm. and older. And there's just so much more to it as you grow with the game. 100%. And also, because I've always been in, in kind of different age categories than Max, mm-hmm. um, I've noticed that, for example, when we go to a sub-challenge tournament, per se, um, there's more of an EBI kind of rule set. So, um, you know, the sub-only factor. And it's sometimes it can be difficult if you do, like, we used to do sub-challenge tournaments and then more IBJJF-style tournaments back-to-back. So yeah, that'd be hard. Remembering when you're going into an IBJJF style tournament, um, you know, there's a point system here, so we have to be careful. A lot of the points are on top, so don't don't spend too much time, you know, on your back. Even though I love playing guard, so does Max. We also have to keep in mind where the points are in mm-hmm. in the game. Yeah. Whereas at a sub challenge, you know, there are no points. Yeah, let's go for what do you guys prefer? Oh, sorry. Like, what what rule set do you prefer? Like, uh, we're having some technical challenges. Oh. Yeah. Um, I would probably say, even though it's a lot stricter and harder, I like the IBJJF because, like, when you do something, I feel like you're rewarded for it, and like, and it just pushes you when you see that you're down in points and you know you have to do something it it just for me it feels like i have to do twice as much as i was already doing and and it just pushes me further um me personally uh honestly i find that it has to do with my mindset before the tournaments and like the stuff that i've been working on so if i've been working on a lot of guard game which uh you know i love especially when i go like work my way through the rubber guard system and the 10th planet kind of stuff going Mm -hmm. into a sub challenge tournament where it's epi rules it can feel a little more comfortable even though i go up in i go up in weight and and size and age a lot um we were fortunate enough to train with uh richie martinez as well down when we were in san diego so he was kind of helpful in giving us some insight on that ebi ebi style uh tournament and then Mm -hmm. you know some days ibjjf style tournaments can be intimidating especially if you have a large bracket but it presents a a really nice challenge like max was saying um Mm -hmm. to to face so either one you know you adapt you overcome you learn you grow yeah, that's it. You win or you learn at the end of the day, right? And it's um I'm I think that's super important for any kind of up and coming athlete to again expose yourself to all those situations and if that's your goal, then you know you should be running with opportunities, truthfully, when it comes to jujitsu tournaments and stuff. And I think a lot of people do. Um the scene in Manitoba is uh how's it been lately? 
been it's been hard with COVID to not have you know our annual Manitoba Open. I think we actually do Manitoba Open twice a year, a spring one and a fall. Yeah. So that's been hard to not have that tournament because it really is a great like everybody kind of comes together for it. Um, a lot of times, you know, it's people's first time competing at that Manitoba Open. So it's been hard to not have that, but I feel like we've all done good, especially like with balance in our Zoom calls. It's been it's been good to, you know, stay together and feel like even though we're not in, in person, there's still a class at five thirty, you know, Monday, Wednesday, yeah. Friday, and then advances after and then, you know, if people aren't fortunate enough to have a partner like me and Max, you know, they've got great solo drills classes for those people too. So that everybody feels included. Um, yeah. It's also been great. We've been, we've been testing out, you know, that with wrestling as well. We did some wrestling calls and it was nice to, you know, see some faces that maybe we haven't seen in a while, even if they were on a screen. And, yeah. you know, when two kids are such great friends with the rest of their community you know we've got we've got phones we've got iMessage text chat you know so we keep in touch that way even if we can't train together in person yeah. it's family it's you know as corny as it is it truthfully is like they're you you become really really tight with people over this uh this weird thing that we call jujitsu so it's uh, i love seeing people like you guys so passionate about it and sp spreading the good word of jujitsu and, and you're super great ambassadors for the sport so keep it up keep doing what you're doing and uh a couple a couple more questions though before we do go um advice like i asked you advice for kids what do you have advice for parents who their kids are getting into jujitsu or grappling or combat sports um, i would just say be supportive as possible like no matter what your child does just try and be supportive as much as possible and just really push them but not overwork them there's, there's a level of like there's a level to it you can push your kid as hard as you want and they will get better but you need to balance it out yeah that's that's a big part of it definitely um and then in terms of like your relationship with them while they're in the sport just make sure that you always let them know that you know you're there for them and i think you said it earlier you win or you learn so always being in their corner to remind them that you know what it did you may have lost the battle today but you know there's gonna there's gonna be more we know that covid hopefully is not gonna last forever so yeah, we know crossed. that when we go back to that our parents are going to be right there with us with their mouth guard in one hand, water bottle in the other, being like, you can do this. You can do this. Yeah. So, and willing to drive us <laughs> anywhere that we want to go. So just make sure that, you know, you always make sure that they know that you're there for them. Awesome. Awesome. You know, it's, there's not much more I can say on that. You know, it's, it's, it's wonderful to see. It's, uh, it's important, um, you know, love and, and being there for one another is a super important thing. So, uh, yeah, keep it up, you guys. Uh, keep doing what you're doing and uh, keep winning. 
What's uh, what? Where can everybody find you as soon as COVID's over? Um, well, on social media, if you want to follow us on there, our Instagram is the Martial Arts Kids, but the letters are all uh, lowercase, and there's an underscore in between. And then Facebook, it's Claire and Maximus, but the N, it's like not like Claire and Maximus, it's Claire and Claire and Maximus. N, the, yeah, the letter that's right. N. Uh, so if you so you can check us out um on there we you know even though we haven't been traveling obviously you know we still post stuff we're still active you know techniques things like that um and updates about us so you can check us out on social media there um and in terms of physically where we are we'll be here training <laughs> awesome awesome well one last final question and, and anybody right now kind of thinking about getting into combat sports if you could say one thing one quick sentence to convince them to try it what would it be it's a life skill it 100 percent is you know we've hmm. learned over the years that combat sports is a, it's a beautiful metaphor for life so it really is it's a life skill keeps you humble Hundred <laughs> percent. What do you think, Max? Um, well, I'd say like life gets boring if you don't try new things. So, like, why? Why not? Just go for it. Man, there you go. There you have it, folks. Future superstars, right here, and whatever they choose. I'm telling you, you guys, make sure you get out there and follow these guys on Instagram, social media. And uh, just follow their journey all over the world, uh, training and competing and uh, just being good people. Any final word for sponsors or anybody, folks? Uh, you know, thanks to BC Kimonos, who's always been, you know, really willing the to best. work with us to make sure that we have these that we, that we need, that we feel comfortable in. Uh, uh, they've been help. They've been super helpful over the years. Uh, Cranked Energy, who's always been super supportive, you know, bars are delicious so nice. good um uh you can find them at www.crankedenergy.com nice. uh, uh so uh angelic fish float spa who's you know they've always been super helpful when it comes to recovering our bodies you know with the float sessions i highly recommend them um hmm. out to the, to the float spa. i gotta try that myself i've heard lots of good things so i'm gonna I'm going to try it someday. So, all right, guys. Well, you, you keep it up and please pass on the good word to your parents. Uh, again, uh, I believe your, your father is in the military or was from correct. He is still in the military. Yeah. So thank you. Thank him obviously for yes. his service and doing what he's doing. And, uh, I appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, you guys just keep well, keep doing positive, great things. And, uh, we'll catch up with you again thank soon. Thank you so much for having us on here, by the way. Of course, anytime. If you want to come Honestly, back to Nova Scotia soon. Um, you know, train down there. If you have an event down there, you know, yeah. we would love to do that too. Be a part of it. So, thanks for everything. We'll get you in the cage. <laughs> we're so we're doing. Uh, we just did one in October because we can't do MMA. We're shut down until June, but we did a, a grappling event in our cage, and we're going to do another one in April 9th. So it's a little bit of a different format, but it's grappling pretty much in the cage. So it's super fun. 
Um, so yeah, check it out. All right, folks, there you have it. We'll catch up with you soon. Okay, guys. Thank you again. Okay, talk to you soon. Bye bye. Great, great episode. Whew, man, you get chills talking to those two. They're so smart, so mature, and uh, just wonderful kids. And well, almost adults now. And it's kind of I've been gray through the years since doing these events, and I've probably aged a lot. Um, and it's cool to see people kind of grow through the sport with you a little bit and, and uh, doing well for themselves, being successful and uh, just being positive people. So I like it. I love it. I want some more of it. Kids, reach out if you want to get on here. I'd love to actually interview some more uh, athletes, kids, um, anybody. If you're interested in jump on, just let me know. Uh, we're kind of booked for the next month. But after that, I'd love to have you on. So. That was a great interview. News in Nova Scotia today. The restrictions have now been released. Last week, they tightened them up. This week in Halifax. Now this week, they re uh, relaxed them again, which is great. Um, we're still moving ahead. April 9th with Submission Kumite 2. Uh, 16 men in a bracket inside the FLA cage. We have three outside sub-only matches and then a co-main event between hometown girl Charlene Barkhouse and female to be named at a later date um so that'll be a great co-main event super excited to get them back on there um and yeah everything's going well so uh keep being positive keep being good keep being good to one another and uh we will see you i don't know when we have a couple more interviews we have ed source from ed blackhouse uh, from lfa the president and owner of lfa coming up as well as yeah a couple others We'll see you soon, folks. Again, be kind, be good, be positive, and uh, yeah, see ya.